All right, everyone. Welcome to Revival Town Podcast. I'm Chuck Tate. That's Andy King. How you doing, Chuck? I'm doing okay, mate. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Are you really doing okay? Yeah, you know what? I am doing better. Yeah. But um, honestly, really a rough last three weeks. Uh, I did a funeral for three consecutive weeks. And you did like five and, in and, six and, days, and right? Yes, yeah, six services total with different things, and just. Um, but um, yeah, we pretty did, heavy. Yeah, some some heavy themes, which you know won't won't get into that now. But um, <clears throat> you know, this was a, a a new week, and I have been working to get my mother-in-law into her home, which is on our property. It's a it's a carriage house next to ours. Sure, and um, it's been our plan for the last couple of years to just get her in there. And I just had one minor thing that needed to be be fixed. So you I looked had, at me laughing. I had a, when you did I, I had a well, you know, because I know what's coming. I'm gonna start crying. So I had a I had a friend who was meet me, someone from the church, to meet me to, to fix this problem. He said it'd be about 15 minutes, and I'm, I'm thinking, great, I'm gonna have her have her in there next week or the week after the latest. And so we were gonna meet, and I got there first, and I. I was walking to the door and I saw water Uh-oh. flowing from underneath the house over the sidewalk. Oh, my. Moss had grown over the sidewalk. Ugh. So that implied that this water's been running for a little while. When I got to the door to open it, and this is like on my property. I just hadn't been over there. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Just... Um, Those five, nobody lives five feet. Yeah, to yeah, it. yeah. It's like, yeah, I could throw my gum out the window and hit it. So, <laughs> anyway, I, um, I could even with me, who's hearing impaired, I could hear water running when I was unlocking the door, and I expected to open the door and just get washed away. Um, that didn't happen, but there was a major problem. A pipe had burst. And the water was just flowing from underneath the sink all over the floor. There's a drain that's not too far from that room in a little laundry area. Sure. And that, that drain really saved us from having probably a foot of standing water. So there wasn't standing water, but unfortunately, that water and the moisture ruined every floor in the house. Oh, you kidding? Yes. Now insurance <clears throat> covered it minus the deductible, but it was just a bad day. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me! Just a setback and and um. So is the and it affected all the the walls as well? Because I know when we did, you know, at the Dream Center, we had a, a sprinkler that blew, and seventy five thousand dollars later. Ooh. That's what the insurance are paying. So I'm not paying it with the insurance are, but yeah. we had to redo all the drywall, all the floors, paint everywhere because of mold. You mentioned yeah, it. You yeah, know, yeah. mold so, is a, a a legit thing. So what yeah. are what are they saying? So yeah, ServPro came right in and began to eliminate the mold. That was their number one priority was to stop that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they they already ripped out all the floors. They did have to rip out some drywall and. Unfortunately, some cabinets, cabinets. Yeah. So anyway, but at the end of the day, you know what? My family's healthy. It's okay. And yeah. after these last three weeks, I'm grateful. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, you know, that kind of stuff can be replaced. People can't. Right. And, um, you know, 
though I tell you what, I'm still blessed, especially when we hear our guests today. Well, you know, there are people out there that don't have shoes. Right. 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 So um, we're okay. Yeah. You know? Well, we had an incredible conversation with our, the guests that you're about to hear. Um, just mind-blowing what, the, what they're doing. And not far from here, based in, in Wisconsin. Yep. Uh, Chuck, tell us a little bit about them. So her name is Diane Studer, Studer and she operates an organization, nonprofit called Souls for Jesus, S-O-L-E-S, which you will hear more about in just a second. And um, yeah, we went to the same Bible college and I, I interviewed her a few years ago for a magazine article that was that she was featured in at our alma mater, right? Um, I just love how I love the story that she shares of how this vision came to fruition and when she got the vision and how she implemented it immediately and then where it's at today. You are going to love yeah. this story of how God is using her to put shoes on the feet of people in Africa all over the continent. Yeah. Well, why don't you sit back and relax and enjoy this conversation with Diane. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. All right, everyone, it's time for another conversation on Revival Town Podcast. Our guest today, Diane Studer, is the executive director and founder of Souls for Jesus, S-O-L-E-S, providing new and gently used shoes to the people of Africa who desperately need them. Souls for Jesus ships 8,000 pairs of shoes to Africa every five or six weeks and has distributed more than 600,000 pairs of shoes throughout 18 countries in Africa. Diane, we're so excited to have you on Revival Town. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chuck and Andy, for having me today. I'm just really thrilled to be with you both. Well, we're excited to have you. And um, of course, I met you a few years ago through North Central University, which used to be called North Central Bible College when we both attended there. And I had the opportunity to, to write a story for their magazine. And they asked me to interview you so we could learn the story of souls for Jesus that that led to you being a guest on a podcast that I used to host called 41 Strong. And of course, I said to Andy just several weeks ago, hey, listen, we have got to get Diane Studer on the podcast to share her story of souls yeah. for Jesus. So here we are. So it's so great to, to finally make this happen. So obviously you're going to share the story of Souls for Jesus, but right off the bat, can you just introduce yourself to our listeners? Who is Diane Studer? Yeah, yeah. Thanks again so much for the warm welcome. And yeah, who am I aside from the ministry and the work that I do, right? I guess the greatest joy is uh, my family. I have a son, Jacob, who's 20 and a daughter, Adriana, who is 17. And then my awesome husband, who's been a tremendous support to, to the ministry. We've been married more than 25 years now. So that 
that doesn't make us old, right? It just means that we're having a lot of fun. But yeah, the times that the four of us can be together, we always just say that it is just, it's, it's, we're winning when we're together, that they're getting older, spreading their wings, but um, we love to be active. We have awesome summers on the Wisconsin lakes here. And um, yeah, we love being adventurous, doing things together outside. And then as well as um, the great community that the Lord's given us here through the ministry, we're mostly volunteer led. So we just have some great people here that I love to spend time with too. But yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Awesome. Well, Andy and I have both been married 25 years, not to each other, but but, uh, um, that would be a different podcast. (laughs) But so I got to ask, so um, when is your wedding anniversary? So August 5th, it was 25 years last August 5th. Okay. And mine was 25 years last August 19th. And Andy, yours was October 12th, 12th, yeah, 12th, which is my birthday, by the way. Oh, yeah. So how, how cool is that? So August, October, right there, we're all kind of, yes, same timeline. Cool. And I have a 17 year old girl as well. And a 14 year old son and Andy, go ahead. I have a 20, uh, <laughs> 17 year old uh, daughter, and then my two boys are married, living in LA. Uh, wow. 23, 21. I, I, I know I've got one of them wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> you weren't expected that, though. So, right? yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's uh, we're all in that same season uh, of life, obviously, uh, with what you're going through, which is amazing. Yeah. Well, Diane, why don't you? Share your story of Souls for Jesus. I love how this came to be. It's such a cool God story. So go ahead and um, unpack it for us. Hey, so 12 years ago, I went on my first trip to Africa. It was um, actually in Ethiopia with six women from my church. And um, it was actually on the, on the first day of that trip. I remember we were walking in a village and a teenage boy came up next to me and put his foot next to mine to show me like that we were the same size and you know, <laughs> ask, asking in his own way, like for my shoes. And I was like, Oh, I said, if you meet me here on the last day, cause I need him for this trip, I'll give them to you. And, I, and my eyes started to be open to what a big deal shoes really are in Africa. So fast forward to the last day of that trip. Um, I definitely had seen the need for shoes. So many people walking barefoot and, and they do get like diseases and things, you know, through the sores, through their feet. But on the last day of that trip, um, we were ministering in a village when the minute the missionary invited us into his hut and it really turned into a powerful prayer meeting where, um, Nobody in that room knew what was going on, but the Holy Spirit was just downloading just a vision into my heart. I could see the map of Africa with a fire that started in Ethiopia and it spread throughout the continent. And I could see that we were sharing shoes as a tool in sharing the gospel and that we were washing feet. And the, the name of the ministry came to me, Souls for Jesus, with the verse from Matthew 5, you know, as you've done it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. And it was just... um one of those moments we all have had them where it's just an encounter. I was just weeping and um, wow. extremely warm. And I knew that I had a calling from the Lord. And I remember my response in that moment was just, Lord, if you show me what to do, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll do this. So that evening I shared with my mission team at devotions and I thought, oh boy, now, now I'm accountable to this. I can't just drop it. Right. <laughs> and these ladies are going to ask me, what are you doing with that? And, and so um, as soon as I came back, I shared this vision with, with my husband and, um, and he right away just 
the Holy Spirit gave my witnesses, this is something that, that you have to do. So that night I went to bed actually early exhausted from like a 30 hour trip. And when I woke up, he said, uh, you have a website, you know, didn't, didn't cost much soulsforjesus.org. It's yours. And I was like, Oh boy, I don't know that I need one of those yet, but here we go. And he's just been a tremendous support. But from, from day one, once we got that website up that a friend helped us build the shoes just started coming. Shoes started coming from all over. And, you know, I honestly thought when this started, it would just be a few friends and I sending some shoes, but um, how the Lord often works in the stepping, right? That's when he lights the next step, you know, before us. And it's just been amazing how, how it's grown to this day to where I think when we just have a few staff, we're mostly volunteer led, but we also have 17 state reps across the United States that help us just share, um, you know, the mission and help us get more shoes. So yeah, that's kind of how it started. Wow. Yeah. I knew, so, I knew when you had talked to me about um, Diane's story and everything, I knew people were going to connect with this because mm-hmm. the folks that listen to the Revive Town podcast, it's, they're not just listeners, but they're doers. They want to get involved. They want to, you know, and this is something that uh, if we're hearing you right, people yeah. can get involved with. Yes, absolutely. And, and that's the great thing. Cause I think a lot of people want to do something. Not everybody has money. So I am not on here today to even ask for money. Isn't that refreshing? But everybody has some extra shoes, especially in springtime. People are often spring cleaning. If you have kids, you're getting rid of those old sizes. If you're a runner, you often turn over your shoes. So yeah, it it really is exciting because almost everybody has a few pairs of shoes in their house that they could purge. Wow. Wow. So on a missions trip, a few other ladies from your church in a Mm -hmm. hut in Ethiopia and God just puts this vision in your heart and you fly home, share it with your husband. You go to sleep, you wake up. He already <laughs> and purchases the URL, right? right. org, And the rest is history. So did then through yeah. the website, did you immediately just say, Hey, we want shoes. We're sending them to yeah. Africa. Yeah. And I think also the power of social media, because I mean, who's going to find our website, but I mean, people eventually did, but the power of social media is just amazing as people just share, you know, just, Hey, you can send shoes to Africa by just getting them here to Milwaukee. And it just is, is amazing. We, I remember when we got our first big shipment from like Texas and California, and I'd reach out to the people like, how'd you hear about us? And they'd say on, on social media. And because you're sharing the gospel with the shoes, we're willing to get them to you. You know, we, we want to partner with that. So yeah, it's been incredible to see the response from people. Just we've never spent a dollar on advertising, just, you know, the Holy spirit and word of mouth from great people. Yeah. Wow. So obviously, I mean, this intrigues me because of what I do at the dream center. We yeah. um, at the dream center, we have um, a store yeah. called the hope store. And that's where twice a month uh, folks can come and basically shop for free, right? Clothing, yeah. shoes, things like that. Um, and you know, we serve around seven, 800 families a month with that. Um, but we get a lot of shoes as well. You know, we, we, you talking about that, uh, we've partnered with some, some places in town that, um, there's a running store in town that when people bring in their shoes, if they bring them in to donate to the dream center, they get like 25% off the next pair they buy. Um, and so we've had all this stuff coming in and we have to recycle a lot of stuff as well, right? Because we get junk. Yeah. 
Okay. Yes. Just yeah, a, we do too. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I was going to ask, like some of the logistics of that, yeah. like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We always yeah. get chuck smelly shoes and, um, yes. no, but, but how do you guys mm-hmm. manage that? Cause you're getting shoes from all over the country. Yeah. Um, no, it's a great, it's a great question. Yeah. yeah. No, and we take it so seriously. Often when people are like, is this pair good enough? I, I say, would you be embarrassed to give somebody this pair oh. of shoes and share Jesus loves you. Like I would be embarrassed if I had a pair of junkie shoes, I would be embarrassed to be like, Jesus loves you. Here's a pair of shoes with holes in it. And so we take it seriously. Every pair of shoes is is touched before it is sent to Africa. First of all, we're paying the shipping. So we don't want to send junk. But second of all, because the name of Jesus is attached to it, we want to give them a good gift. So we do, we recycle, we find a spot for every pair of shoes. If they're winter boots, well, we just sent a whole shipment of winter boots actually to the Ukraine because we heard that they had a need for that. We don't usually do that, but winter boots usually go locally. Um, We could definitely can use those in Wisconsin shelters here, but um, we find a place for everything. They use flip-flops, they go to the showers for like women's centers here. Those are not useful when you're walking all day in Africa. So we find a place for everything. We sort through them and we make sure that it's quality, good shoes for trails of Africa where they walk a lot. Wow. I love that. I, I got loads of questions. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> can, can you, can you go into this world a little bit for people? Like yeah. I know logistically, a lot of the stuff we do at dream center, there's a lot of major logistics running an organization like we do. Yeah. The issue that I think you would have is making sure that same dignity level uh, is, is overseas in Africa. Right. Yeah. So yes. go, can you just pull back the curtain a bit of how you make that happen and how do you connect with the people in Africa to make sure people are getting the shoes? Absolutely. This is so critical, especially when you're dealing with Africa, where there is a lot of corruption in shipping. And I can tell you a very gut honest story of my very first shipment um, to Ethiopia, because that's where this all started. It never made it to the hands of our partners. It went black market. I have no idea. The only hope that I have is every box had the name of Jesus on it. Maybe somehow someone found Jesus. But in my eyes, it it was not a success. And I remember saying to the Lord, Lord, I I did it. I did what you asked me to do and it doesn't work. So, Mm. you know, going on with my life. And it was one of those key moments uh, where the Lord said, get on your face before me, listen to the strategy that I have, you know, finish up with your pity party, but I have a strategy in place and you need to listen. And and I got down with my notepad and realized that we needed partners with boots on the ground, um, which we had had, I had had a missionary there, but we needed a network, someone that's established in Africa. And the Lord gave us that. The name of that ministry is Every Home for Christ. They're based in Colorado Springs. And um, they have employees in all of these countries that are established. They have to work with their governments before now that we release a shipment. They have to work with their government to get a tax exemption to, um, you know, so that when the shipment arrives at the port there, they understand that it's going for needy people. And um, there, there's great accountability with having these partners that are men and women that are, um, you know, vetted by the ministry. They're held accountable and they have to send us photos and testimonies. Um, and there are certain non-negotiables. They have to share Jesus with the shoes. Now, we don't always demand that they wash feet. If there's a water shortage and there's not like a river nearby, we're not going to take drinking water to wash feet. We're not going to be ridiculous, but they have to verbally share Jesus 
in a really simple to understand way. Like we always say like a five-year-old would understand salvation in Jesus. And then they also get printed booklets. Um, We have a partner that helps us get the um, gospel printed in any language that we would need. So they also get a printed copy of the scripture along with the verbal presentation. So, yeah, but there is great accountability to make sure. I mean, we haven't, other than that first shipment we have not had that happen again and we've sent so many shipments and um, i'm really grateful for the strategy and the structure that the lord has given us it's a a marriage made in heaven really because what their ministry does is go door to door sharing the gospel so to be able to have a tool to share god's love helps them immensely you know you can talk about it all day but when i mean shoes are really valuable there people will walk for hours when they find out that free shoes are being given and um, then they, you know, are able to share just a message of God's love. And it's not forced. I mean, I've been on distribution lines where we have entire Muslim communities coming. We love everybody. It's just kindness that leads us to repentance. So we serve and love everybody, but we're really clear about, um, you know, who Jesus is and how he loves them and sees them right where they are. Oh, I love that, especially you had an opportunity to, to shut it down and to quit after that first shipment. And I'm so glad that you didn't. Wow, what a story there, Andy! Can you just just again, and you, I know you've you've mentioned some numbers already, but tell us a little bit about how many you are sending out now, and how many you have since you've started. Yeah, so about every five to six weeks, we're sending out eight thousand pairs. It goes in a twenty-foot container um, over the ocean, and then to date, we've sent um, over six hundred fifty thousand. I think we're just shy of seven hundred thousand pairs. So. Yeah. Uh, 700,000 people are not only getting yeah. shoes, but they right. are hearing the gospel. Yeah. That's what's so powerful. Wow. Yeah, that's definitely what motivates us. I mean, as cool as the shoes are, I would not do this. I mean, I worked in finance before this for 15 years. I had a great, great job. I would not step out of the life I had just to cover the feet of the earth. As great as that is, the shoes wear out, right? I mean, let's be honest. There's sometimes people get hung up on that part. Well, you know, the shoes were, I'm like, no, but, but you're missing it. It's my hope is not in that pair of shoes. My hope is that it's, it's a tool to show them love, but that they find Jesus who is eternal. That's what keeps me going every day on the days where I'm like, oh, okay, load my truck again with stinky shoes. That's what motivates me is if one more person finds Jesus today because their feet are being washed and they're encountering him, his love, experiencing that and the power of the Holy Spirit, that that's what keeps me going every day. And our team here too. That's good. Yeah, now, have you been, uh, do, do you partner with any um, shoe companies that are like, hey, we will send you brand new shoes? Uh, I know obviously there's the whole Tom's craze that, that happened many years ago and still is, is, is happening. But is there any other, is there anything, you know, like, and the reason why I ask is because this happens for us at, at the Dream Center a lot. Yeah. We have a lot of, uh, nationwide organizations and businesses that will donate items to us. So it's not just used going out, but brand new. Do you have that as well? Yeah, we do have a mix um, of some new as well. Um, A challenging piece for us is our name, which I, the Lord gave me this name. I know that it's supposed to be named this, but you know, well, I don't want to throw out any big names, but just imagine some big name that we all wear the shoes. You know, they don't really want to partner with Souls for Jesus. But again, I know, I mean, early on, I had some really big decisions to make because some of those big companies asked me to, to change our name and that they would give us lots. And I remember saying to the Lord, well, surely, Lord, you would want us to do more, right? Like, what's a name? And I just, um, he has blessed us because of the name, but it has limit us sometimes from those big partnerships. But again, he has provided, we have some local factories of shoe 
manufacturers that if they have discontinued or slightly damaged, we do get a lot of new shoes too um, in that way, but nothing really huge. Um, I do think that, yeah, we're limited a bit um, by our name, but he's blessed us tremendously and we've never been lacking. Um, we get a lot of great shoes through here, but they're not all new. It's a mix. But you haven't compromised the vision. I love that. I Early on in the Dream Center history, so we do an event called Backpack Peoria where we give away two and a half thousand bags loaded with school supplies to kids in need every every summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chuck, I don't know if you know this story or not, but we had one of the biggest, well, it's the only casino in the area. I'm not going to name them. <laughs> um, that came to us and said, hey, we love the concept of Backpack Peoria. It's a $40,000 venture, right? So we're buying everything. Um, and they said, we would love to do it as long as, you know, you don't put the gospel track in it. We'll pay the 40 grand, but don't put the gospel track in it. One, we had trouble with taking money from a casino anyway, because the majority of the people we see. Yeah, I'll take it. But- they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're in our homeless shelter because they've gambled their life savings away right um but also because of that and so we came to our board meeting we're like hey wow we're not gonna we you know we're just bringing it to the board yeah we all said no we're not gonna do it we told them we're not gonna do it but here's what happened two days later i'm walking a guy around our facility that we had just built Mm -hmm. and we were needing to renovate an area which for a youth after school program Mm -hmm. this area was going to cost half a million to renovate and this guy pulled out his checkbook wrote a check for half a million and he was on the board and he said if you had taken the paradise money i wouldn't yep and absolutely that's what jesus does that is so the story of our ministry too like one little thing closes and god opens a ginormous door yeah So if we just stay true to what he's called us to do, he takes care of it and blesses it. That's an awesome testimony. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It's, you know, I I think for you being faithful, that's why you're having so much success in, in what you're doing, you know? Yeah. I I, I appreciate what you're doing and keeping it, keeping it in front of people, the gospel. That's, that's the main thing. Amen. Amen. So, So tell us a bit about where you're living operationally. Um, you mentioned volunteers, and I know Chuck can't do his church without volunteers. I can't do what we do without volunteers. Tell us a bit about that world and, and how how you, you get them fired up for what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. We have hundreds of volunteers that continually come through our doors, and we just have two-hour volunteer events. I think that's why people love it. We end on time. It's very clear. We have a little video that instructs your group. Um, so we have so many sports teams, businesses, small groups, I mean, you name it, Boy Scouts, all different groups coming through. And honestly, we're often booked six weeks out. So if you want to get in, you have to plan ahead because people just love it. They come back. And I, like I said, I think it's nice because just two hours of your day, whether it's a Saturday morning, nine to 11 or an evening, it's just um, two hours. So yeah, that's who packs all of our shoes, um, which is so many hours and a tremendous job to pack all of our shipments. So yeah, that's a great blessing. We just have a few staff. And then, you know, we have all different groups of volunteers too, some mailing volunteers that come in, um, people that pick up collection sites for us, all different kinds, but God bless our volunteers, right? This wouldn't work without them. It wouldn't. Wow. Excellent. Wow. Well, can you, can you share, I'm sure you have 
several stories that you've heard from people who have received shoes and received the gospel. And um, one story I remember you sharing with me was on one trip, there was a 72 year old woman from uh, Mozambique named Anna. Totally. When you said 72, I'm like, it has to be Anna. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget her. Yeah. I'll, I'll never, there's just key people. I mean, there's so many awesome stories, but Anna was just really moving. We were yeah in Mozambique and I always, you know, share with the crowd. Often they want me to speak to the people and I always honor the pastors that brought us there. And um, I'll never forget where I first saw her. She was kind of up on a hill in the back because she was a real small woman leaning on her stick. And, you know, the, the widows in these villages, they're like the gatekeepers. I mean, she was like checking me out. Who is this lady? Who are these people coming to my village? What are they about? But when she finally came through the line and Anna sat in the chair before me, I put her feet in the wash basin and I just started to wash her feet and she had tears just streaming down her face and her face was so dusty that there were just like dark lines and she was doing this deep bowing and I thankfully we always have so many interpreters there and I just asked them you know what's going on and 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 she started to share that she's still she's 72 years old I still work every day and you know tending the fields she never had a pair of shoes with the hot soil on her feet and, but she was not a better woman. She was thanking God for seeing her in her old age, for remembering her. And she was just weeping out of thankfulness before the Lord. And we were able to pray with her and she kind of knew of the Lord, but I never asked him into her heart. And it was just a powerful moment. I thought here, this woman is the age of my mother, you know, and, and it was just incredible to see how appreciative she was and to be able to put shoes on her for the first time and see her dancing around with joy. It was just one of those moments that, yeah, this is why we do this. This is for people like Anna to come all the way across the world, just to be able to be like, Anna, Jesus sees you. He loves you. He's not forgotten you. And yeah, that was, was a cool moment. And wow. Mm-hmm. What a great reminder for everybody who's listening that God sees you, he hears you, and he's already moving ahead in your future, just like he did for for Anna. What a story of of washing her feet as the tears running down her face. So happy to just get a pair of shoes, right? And of course, to receive receive Jesus. So, And the thing that's amazing with that is there may have been someone in America, I I don't know how long your shipping and everything is, but say eight months ago, gave their shoes but god had this whole plan in history that Mm. anna would receive those shoes someone planted that so however many months earlier but that moment anna was the one that received those shoes um you know and and god's smiling uh down just looking at what's happening because he sees the plan uh, as a whole not just as that aerial view Yeah. yeah yeah so uh, amazing amazing story um how can how can people pray for you uh you know obviously we're in an organization we both know what that's like um the good the bad and the ugly how can how could people pray for you and your organization yeah the exciting thing even during this this covid time we've actually been able to go into new nations that we've never been so that's something that we're always trying to do we're always working with governments trying to get into new territory especially as we get more to like the northern africa it's it's challenging up there um as far as corruption goes and getting things in so that's just a prayer request that we always have we always follow the lead of the of the holy spirit as far as where we're supposed to ship to we often get requests and i i just pray over them and 
going to some really remote distant parts in Africa is very costly. Sometimes I'll get a request and then I just always ask the team to run some quotes and I'm like, oh, I don't want to base our decisions on how much a shipment costs, right? If we send it close to the coast. And honestly, I have my eyes have been open to that. A lot of ministry happens around the city centers, around the, the coast where things are cheaper and easier. And the Lord has called us to go to the places where nobody goes. Right. It's really common when we go to a, a village that they they haven't seen white people or somebody from America before. And they'll ask us if we know Michael Jordan, because that's all that, that we know. Of course I know Michael Jordan, right? That's all that they know of America. It's just, it's funny, but we feel called to those places where nobody goes. You know, when, when this all started, I, I began getting invitations to speak at conferences in these big cities across Africa. And I right away knew as cool as that could maybe be, um, not to me, because I know that I'm called to my knees in the dirt in places that nobody goes. So I think just again, being true to what he's called you to do, not um, starting to morph into what other people are telling you it should be, whether it's getting more shoes from big brand names or whether it's you know speaking or getting more, just being true to what he called you to do. I think that that's a really a word for anybody listening that I feel like highlighted right now in my spirit that um, people are going to tell you, I remember early on, you should send shoes or clothing. You should do this. You should stay true to what the Lord has called you to do. So nothing much. more, nothing less. Keep it simple. Cause if you complicate it, dilute it, often it, it doesn't last, right? It starts, starts to get frustrating and the work gets hard and you're hitting a wall. It's like, well, he never asked you to do that. So I think that's a good moral of the story for, for what it's worth. Yeah. You mentioned other countries and obviously right now Ukraine is in our prayers uh, for what's going on. Uh, you mentioned shoes going into Ukraine. How, how did that come about? How, how yeah. yeah. Okay. Our focus is Africa. We've never sent a shipment outside of Africa, but if we have shoes that aren't applicable for Africa, we pray about what to do with those. So winter boots would be in that category. And we heard from one of our volunteers that they have a tremendous need for that. And there's some, some, they connected us with somebody to make sure that they're actually going to Ukraine. Um, so yeah, we just released a shipment with the help of um, that connection that we have with sending winter boots to Ukraine, which we've never done before. So wow. yeah, we're always open to blessing other ministries. We don't feel like we're in competition with anybody. I even know there are other people that do shoes. That's great. I don't know many that share Jesus with their shoes, but yeah. even people that are sharing shoes, we bless them in the name of Jesus. Um, but yeah, it was that was exciting to be able to send to the Ukraine because well, of course our hearts are all just ripped ripped open for what we're seeing and hearing. And, and you mentioned other countries um, and, you know, for all of us, we had to ad adapt pretty quickly yeah. through COVID. How did COVID affect you guys? Yeah, it's quite amazing. When that initial lockdown came, I remember we all went from home, worked from home, maybe two weeks, three weeks max. Um, we have not slowed down. We haven't missed a shipment. Everything is only ramped up, including volunteers, giving, shipping. I mean, it's just, wow. it was one of those moments where I stepped back. Not that I ever doubted that I'm supposed to be doing this. Not that I ever wondered, does God really care? But I have stepped back and literally said, wow, Lord, you really want us to be doing this. Like this matters to you. Like you're doing, even during all these hardships, I mean, especially with shipments. Yeah. I mean, if you just 
have listened to the news at all, shipping is very difficult right now to get containers to do all this. But I mean, he's doing it. He's given us awesome connections, even with the people that we ship through that. No, we haven't slowed down. It just continues to go forward and all glory to God. Honestly, the, you know, one thing I really believe the longer that I do this is I know for sure that I'm not talented. I am not gifted. I off, I just believe the Lord is looking for people that will just say, yeah, I'll do that. And I'm not going to quit. I do have some grit in me. I'm an immigrant. I've been to England many times because I was born in the Netherlands. We immigrated here when I was a little girl. So I've got some stubbornness, some grit to me, but um, all glory to God. But I'm, I'm just saying that in a way that I don't just want to quit at the first hardship, right? I think the Lord is sometimes just looking for people that are that love him, but are willing to stay the course. And when hardships come, you don't just fold, you know, even though we want to at times, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Wow. That's so, that's so good. So amazing. So how many countries in Africa have shipped shoes to? Yeah. Oh, goodness. We've shipped to 20. We're over 27 countries, and we've gone back several times to many of those. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and on our website, I mean, if anybody is interested in what countries we're in, it's all like on our website. There's little pins on all the nations that, that we ship to. That website is soulsforjesus.org. Is that correct? correct? All right. You got it. Yep. Why don't you tell us a bit about how, how people can connect with you uh, with the organization, you've mentioned the website. You also mentioned about social media being yeah. a, a big key to what you're doing. Can you go into that just a little bit? Yeah, for sure. We are on the major social media, you know, venues, and that I think we post almost daily, just the exciting things going on. And then, um, yeah, the website is available too. But shoes is something that we always need, and a, a new project that we just launched this spring. Um, the Boy Scouts in our area often do like um, food drives, right? They'll route a little flyer in the neighborhood that says, "This date on Saturday by 11 a.m. Have your canned goods on the porch and we'll do a drive-by and pick them up. But we thought that's a cool idea for shoes. So that's just an idea that we launched this spring that we have a little flyer that you can customize with your own date, whatever you choose, pass them out in your neighborhood and then just try it. So the kids love it. You drive around in your minivan and you just pick up all the bags of shoes on the porch. Um, so that's a new little project that we just launched. But yeah, shoes, no matter where people are across the country, maybe if you're international, that's going to be a little bit more challenging, but um, I would just encourage anyone that wants, that's an easy way to get involved. Kids, people love it. And um, we always need more shoes just to keep up with the need. Great. Excellent. That's awesome. Well, we, you have mentioned a lot of things in this 30 or so minutes. We would love for you uh, to pray into some of the things that you've, you've talked about. I know you, you, you uh, mentioned some things earlier, uh, maybe somebody has a vision that God's placed in their heart and they've just been sitting on the fence waiting to step out. And this is the nudge they need. Yeah. So would you be kind for us to, to pray? Yeah, absolutely. Father God, we're just so grateful for who you are and just for your heart for the nations. And Lord, we do just pray that um, through the ministry that people would come to find you as Lord and Savior. And Lord, as we've been talking this morning, I just do feel such a heart. I know that there are people listening, that you've given them an idea or a vision for something. And, and they've just made every excuse in the book why now is not the right time or why they're not qualified or why they're not gifted or smart enough or whatever the reason. And Lord, I pray right now that your Holy Spirit would just rekindle that vision. Lord, that you would just build in them a faith just to say, you know what, I'm going to take a step just one step. 
And, and Lord, I just thank you that you honor that when we step out in obedience, that that's just all that you're asking for. It's up to you, Lord, to make the way. We just have to be willing to walk in it. So Lord, I just thank you that you are a God that is not far away, that you actually choose to use us. God, you definitely don't need us, but I'm just so blessed that with the little piece that we can hold in our hand, that you're like, you know what, I'll, I'll use that and I'll multiply it just like the loaves and fish. So Lord, I just thank you for your faithfulness. I, I'm so blessed just to sit here and chat with Andy and Chuck and I pray your blessing over their ministry and even the things that I heard about the Dream Center. Lord, I pray that you would just continue to just cover it with your anointing, your favor, your blessing. Give them strategies, Lord, that only you can give. And Lord, it is all for your glory. God, we are, we are nothing, but it's just a, a privilege, Lord, to be able to do this all for your glory. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Diane. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Well, we, uh, we always uh, end the podcast with something that's a little bit different. And uh, uh, it's the big three, uh, which are three questions that we've got for you that may not have anything to do with the conversation. It may do as well, but we just want to get to know you even more. So, Chuck, do you, do you have one to start with? All right. So you live in Minneapolis. Is that correct? In the area, in Minneapolis area? Or- I'm actually in Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. I Wisconsin went to area. There. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, snap. That alters my question. I was getting ready to say (laughs) Timberwolves twins or, or Vikings, but uh, are you a Packers fan then? Of course. I'm a cheesehead. I did not bring my cheesehead, but yeah. All right. All right. All right. I think I did know that now. I'm just stuck thinking about North Central. Um, So, all right. Um, You're a Packers fan. All right. You want me to go? You want me to go, Chuck? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, all right. Yeah. Okay. So Africa, you've obviously been there many times. The food is very different. It is. What is your favorite African dish? Ooh. Oh, boy. Well, it's so common when you're in the villages that um, they'll just put over the fire some chicken and some maize, which is like their grain. It's like it looks like mashed potatoes, but tastes very different, not as flavorful. Yes. And then you'll get some greens of some kind. So yeah, often we're eating in villages and it's just, it, they're, they don't eat meat every day. So when they make meat for us, they're so excited and proud to serve it for you. And I always want to say, oh, you please, it would bring me such joy to have you eat it, but that would be rude. So it's just a real simple meal like that. Um, yeah. But it's really generous that they serve us in that way. Yeah. So back in 2005, I was in Kenya. Okay. And I um, we were there. I was actually with a group of women, one other guy and a group of women. And we went over there to do a ladies conference and then to dedicate land where our church, we built a sister church in, in the bush of Bamba, Kenya. And, um, so a building team came in after me, it was a three week trip, first half, the conference dedication. And then the second half was the building project. And uh, what's funny, it was so all across town, there were posters advertising this conference called Women of Purpose. But on every flyer, it said Women of Purpose, but with my picture. Oh, <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> so, so, but anyway, um, we provided maize. We, okay. we, we've we done yeah. several trips there where we would, yeah, we would provide yes. um, food and, and gla- so eyeglasses amazing. we did one year but anyway so so my question is out of all the countries that you've you visited personally visited in africa do you have a favorite 
Oh my goodness. That's so hard. My mission teams always ask me that they're like, are we your favorite? Cause we're having such a great trip. <laughs> it's amazing what God does on the, I mean, how you just, you, you're like family by halfway through the trip. So I'm always like, Oh, you're my favorite. Right. Um, <laughs> oh my, it's, it's hard to say cause they're all so unique, but yet amazing. I mean, of course, Ethiopia has a special place in my, in my heart, um, because that's where it all started, but I, I wouldn't even say that that's, that's my favorite. They're all my children, right? I know. Yes. That's yes. A hard one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's a hard one. When you said Kenya, that's the only country that my family came with me. So my teenagers, which then I think they were like 13 and 15, them washing feet, that was pretty special. And they were nervous about that. And I said, don't, don't worry, just the first day, there's other jobs you can do, be runners. And then at the end of that day, they said, we want to do that tomorrow. And it was really, it's an incredible experience until you're there. Like maybe it's hard to understand, but to be able to wash someone, it's an extremely great privilege to be able, in the name of Jesus, wash someone's feet. So that was special in kenya yeah wow now have we done three questions now yes it is okay because yeah, i didn't yeah, know. Go, give it do a bonus you, one you, you a, miss, messed I, me I, up I, I messed up the first question <laughs> if there, okay here's the last one if there was a country yeah. that you could deliver shoes to and you're not where would it be oh boy i would have to say ukraine right now even though we sent a shipment i did go there in college i played volleyball in college and we were able to go um as a team and play it was in ukraine in kiev where we played and then would share Jesus after we um, played. But I would, I would love to go there with shoes myself and a team that would be incredible. Yeah. Right. So good. Well, thank you so much for being on revival town podcast today. This has been a great uh, change for us because we, we have a lot of different people on different organizations, Mm -hmm. different churches, leaders, singers. So uh, this is a great change of, of just a, a different. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, there might be pastors and other leaders today. listening. We encourage them to go to soulsforjesus.org and find out how they can do a shipment. Yeah, and we j- just so you know, um, we'll be sending some from the Dream Center because we get shoes that we can't give, you know, can't give yeah. out weird sizes, things like that, you know. So yeah, so you'll be you'll be seeing a shipment from the Dream Center real soon. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. We we'll love it. Thank you. Thank yep. you so yes. much Thank for you, being Diane. on the podcast today. Right. We do appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you both. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Mate, what do you think? Oh, man. That was an incredible story of just a, you know, your, your regular mom that's on a missions trip in Africa and all of a sudden God invades her life. Yeah. Boom. In an instant. Boom. And she comes home and immediately she tells her husband, they purchase the website URL, soulsforjesus.org. They put it out there. People start sending shoes. Bam. Several years later, almost 700,000 pairs of shoes. Crazy. Distributed throughout 20 plus countries in Africa. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. So cool. You know, it reminded me of a story uh, of my dad. My dad... um, was asked to go and preach a message at where I'm going to church now. Uh, in fact, we had John Rickner on a few weeks back, uh, who's the pastor of this church, Northwoods. Yes. My dad went out there to, to preach there a few years back. Not to be confused when you were underneath the stage looking for a shoe. That was a, that was a different That's story. That's a different story. So my dad went out to Northwoods, and God really impressed on him to share a sermon about Moses and Mo are you about to yawn? <laughs> Chuck was about to yawn when I was oh can you believe that? 
Get your coffee down here. Stay awake. <laughs> Busted. And people are watching this. This is the first time people get to get to watch the intros and outros. Yeah, We've been yeah. uploading the last few weeks the interview. Yeah. But now we're giving everybody everything. 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 So you're welcome. So, so my dad goes out to Northwoods. To <laughs> <laughs> Please help me, people. All right. Okay, so Dad goes out to Northwoods, and he starts on this message about Moses. And the whole thing about this message was uh, Moses is at the burning bush. And if you remember, God tells Moses to take off your shoes. You're on holy ground. Yes. He takes the shoes off, but never in Scripture do you read that God told him to put them back on. Mm. And the whole thought was, as Moses, Moses left without his shoes, every footstep was going to be a reminder of the sacrifice that he made at the burning bush. So good. Right? So then there's a step further that my dad would go, that he turned to this crowd. You no know, pun intended, a step further. Step further. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, turned to the crowd and said, I feel there's people here that need to make a sacrifice today so that you can see God's blessing in the future. And I would like you to come and leave your shoes at the altar. Right? So literally hundreds. I mean, this is a massive church. We talked about it a few weeks back. Hundreds of shoes are being left at the altar. Wow. Right? Yeah. Even to this day, and all those shoes came to the Dream Center and we gave them out through the Hope Store, which is a ministry we have. But even to this day, I could be out in public with dad and someone will walk up to me and said, you're the guy who took my shoes all them years ago. Wow. Like people still remember yes. that, right? Yes. Now that's a cool story in itself. A few months later, my dad goes to Brazil. They're going to say, and a few months later, you should have seen your shoe collection. <laughs> uh, is that why you got all those cool shoes, Andy? <laughs> like, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I saw your dad's eBay. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook Marketplace, shoes, I got everything. Nikes, Reeboks, we, Adidas, whatever you need, we got it. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I know. That is, what, a, what a cool story. But yeah, well, anyway, so. And so what happened was he went to Brazil and was preaching in front of thousands of people. This was a pastor's conference. I think beyond 10,000 people were in the, the stadium. It was a soccer stadium. And he had a message lined up. And just before he got up to speak, he felt God saying, you need to do the shoe message. And he's going back and forth with God because a lot of these guys that are in the stadium are pastors or missionaries that are struggling as it is. And now he's going to ask for their shoes. So dad does it and thousands of pairs of shoes come in, right? So this couple come up to my dad and says, you know, we, as you look at our shoes, they're not worth giving, right? There's, I mean, there was next to nothing on their feet. So before they carried on, dad said, hold tight. And he gave them a pair of new shoes. Like you need to be blessed with some shoes. But then they said, we can't give our shoes. So we want to give our wedding rings to you. Wow. And dad was like, no, 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 that's not, that, that's not what the story is. And they're like, no, we need to sacrifice something. Wow. So he gave, they gave him these, these wedding rings. And then my dad then goes up the Amazon river with all these shoes and they were going to all these different villages to help 
pastors and missionaries, right? Yeah. They get to this one village and they're bringing these shoes out and there's a um, a pastor there and his wife, like missionary pastor type thing. And they're showing them the new uh, building that they've built, right? Or trying to, it's like a shack type of, but it's a, it's a yeah. building, but it's like just a roof. And, yep. and they're really proud about the roof. And so dad was like, oh, tell me about the building. They said, well, we actually had to sell our wedding rings to be able to purchase part of this building. So my dad said, hold tight there. And my dad pulls out the rings and they fit on both of their fingers. That's amazing. And so, wow. yeah, I always remember that story. That, yeah. Not just for the shoes so, at Northwoods, but then going down the Amazon River with all these shoes and, and these wedding rings. What an amazing story. Confirmation. God was already moving ahead. He already saw that. Yeah. Man, I'm encouraged. That's so cool. good. That's cool, mate. Yeah, uh, so there we go. All right. Back I'll to the podcast, right? I'll see you later. Yeah, see you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tate and his mate. Here we go. You're going to like this one. Now, you know, you've liked them, you know, in the past, but I think you're going to like this one. All right, you ready? Yeah. Now, Tate yeah. and his mate is all about you trying to guess the English word or phrase that I'm going to throw at you. Yeah. Some, some weeks you're good. Some, Some weeks, weeks, it's great to yeah, watch. Right. Okay, so <laughs> this week's word is you don't want to throw a bit of a wobbler. You don't want to throw a bit of a waddler? <laughs> wobbler. Wobbler. You don't want to yeah. throw... Bit, bit of a wobbler. Throw a bit of a wobbler. Yeah. So is the phrase bit of a wobbler or bit is the word wobbler. wobbler? Oh, bit of a wobbler. Yeah, so like he's just got, got bit of a wobbler. Bit of a wobbler. Bit of a wobbler. I you know. I'm, He's got a bit of a wobbler. I, I know what it's like to take a bite of a whopper. <laughs> I got a, a bit of a whopper. But a, no, a bit of a wobbler. Yeah, he's got mm. a bit of a wobbler. Can you use it in a sentence again? Um, he's got a bit of a wobbler. He's got a bit of a wobbler. He's got a bit of a... Okay. All right. <laughs> he, he's got a bit of a wobbler. He's got a... I have no idea. He's got a, he's got a bit of a... Well, a bit of a receding hairline. Is that really a, a bit of a wobbler? Yeah, that guy needs a hat. No, no a, a bit of a wobbler. Maybe that guy's is maybe um, somebody. You're having little, trouble with maybe, this one. I am. Maybe somebody who's had too much to drink and they have you know they're bit wa- of a wobbler. I could see that. A little bit of a wobbler. They're kind of like yeah. Eh, I don't yeah. know where I'm going. Yeah. No, that's uh, not it. All right. I have no idea. All right. So, a bit of a wobbler means a change of mind. Oh, wow. He's got a bit of a wobbler. He's a like bit, oh, right. changing his mind a little oh, okay, bit. Okay, all right. Yeah, a bit of a wobbler. Get a little bit of a wobbler. Let's let's actually, let's let's offer video of the intro and the outros of our podcast. All right. Not just, you know, I'm having a bit of a wobbler. Let's do that. A bit of a wobbler. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, hello. Uh, hey. Hey. Hello. Hey. <laughs> so as you know, we are doing this family <laughs> we are doing this uh video now do you want to talk into your camera a little bit hello so thank you guys so much for listening and now we thank you for watching those of you who choose to watch um obviously the audio is available on all podcast platforms the video is only available at revivaltownpodcast.com 
But I also want to take this opportunity to encourage everyone with an iPhone to go to your podcast app. Even if you listen at Edify or Faith Channel or on Spotify, Amazon, Audible, if you have an iPhone, open up your podcast app and give us a rating and review. That will really help us. Thank you. You having a bit of a wobbler over there? What's going on? You're kind of making fun of me? No, no. You, you, you probably shut my camera off. No, no, talking, no, no. talking to nobody over no. there. I see you, I, I see, Mr. Producer. <laughs> having a bit of a wobbler about your co-host. Well, yeah, you've just told everyone. Uh, we're glad. Uh, hey, also, you know what else uh, people can do? Huh? What? I don't know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait okay. Minute, wait All minute. right. See if. Huh? Don't be a plunker. Revival Town hey, Podcast. Hey, you're yeah. Huh? You, you're huh? representing today. Representing, yeah. Someone's got it. So revivaltownpodcast.com. Click on merch, and you can order your own plunker plunker gear. Plunker gear. <laughs> plunker. Plunker hat. You know. <laughs> Having a bit of a wobbler, <laughs> thinking about getting some new, <laughs> new, new threads. Uh, oh man, I think we need to go. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to Revival Town Podcast, and we will see you next, next week. week. Yeah. Bye. For listening to this episode of Revival Town Podcast. Make sure you're following us on social media and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, head on over to revivaltownpodcast.com. Oh,